0: Welcome, you're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at Vedanta.org. When I come to Hollywood and Santa Barbara, I remember my olden days. I came here as a young man. Forty-five years past. Anyhow, this morning my subject is Sri Sharada Devi and her Divine Play. The book which I have written after working seven years. I shall talk to you about that book. This is the book. Sri <laughs> Sharda Devi and her divine play is the exhaustive, updated, authentic, comprehensive biography of Holy Mother Sri Sharda Devi, the spiritual companion of Sri Ramakrishna, who is the spiritual phenomenon of this age. This book contains 876 pages, with 125 photographs I documented, so that I can take 100 years back, so that you can visualize these places, the people. There are many biographies and reminiscences of Holy Mother in Bengali, and three important biographies in English. First biography in English was written by Swami Tapishananda in 1940. Second English biography of Holy Mother was written by Swami Gumbirananda in 1953-54, during Holy Mother's centenary time. I remember I was then in Calcutta. I was 10th grade. I was a volunteer in Holy Mother's house, Mother's centenary time. Oh, what a crowd. <laughs> the third biography was written by Swami Nikhilānanda in 1962, who translated the gospel of Ramakrishna. He was a disciple of Holy Mother. What happened after that? A lot of new materials came out after 1962. So we felt that an updated biography is necessary. So I started this project in 2009 and just completed recently after seven years. Let me tell you another reason of starting this book project. I translated Ramakrishna in his divine play. That is the very serious book on Ramakrishna. I felt if you go on to, to see a theater or a movie and if the, they close, very interesting. And if they stop in the middle, the audience becomes very upset. They shout, they yell, they break the chair. We want to see the full show. That is the reason I saw that when they read the Ramakrishna and Kalam, they used to, Readers will be mad at me. Let me finish the other half. So I started Mother. In 1950s and 1960s, I had a great opportunity to be close with many disciples of Holy Mother, both monastics and householders. And I would listen to their eyewitness accounts about Mother. That is the treasure trope He drove in my life. You know, sometimes, you know, how do I feel? You read the Gospel, the Bible, and you read the Sermon on the Mount, just book knowledge. But if the disciples of Christ come and tell you that I was present, I heard these words, we become very curious. We want to know more about Jesus. The same way I felt about Mother. Eyewitness accounts. So what happened in 1986, when I was in India, I collected 49 reminiscences of Holy Mother in Bengali and published one book called Matri Dorshan. Then, look how many books come out, came out by Matri Matri Shannidya, by Ishan Ananda, who lived with Holy Mother for 11 years. He was very fond of me. While he was coming to this country, he gave me mother's hair and some relics. Second, Sriram Krishna Shandidhe by Swami Sharadeesh Third, Srima O Sharada Devi in Srima O Jairambhati by Swami Parameshwarananda. These are all mother's direct disciples. Then, Reminiscences of Bharati Prana, Sarula Devi, who was mother's angel, who became the first president of Sarada Madhya. Then came Sri Sri Maya Paduprante, four volumes, by Purnat Pananda. Then Sri, Sri Maya Jeevan Gatha, Swami Bhumananda. <coughs> Apart from the above books, I collected materials from various books, magazines, and interviews. <coughs> the disciples are reluctant to spread Mother's be publicly. At that time, the society was different. <clears throat> what happened? The first book came out about Holy Mother in 1926. Shami Apurba, Apu, Arupan and the mother's disciple collected reminiscences. The second volume came in 1936. These two volumes together you find in the Gospel of Holy Mother. Sri Sri Kotha. Those are the source materials of the mother's life. All the direct disciples of Holy Mother recorded. <clears throat> I am just giving you the background of this Sri Sri divine play. As I told you, I was fortunate to come in contact with several disciples of the Mother. In 1969, I interviewed Swami Ishanananda and asked Maharaj, I have a question. What is your question? In my home, I have Mother. I have aunts, I have sisters. There are many women in my family. And Holy Mother also was a woman. What is the difference between those women and Holy Mother? Tell me. He looked at me and said, Have you seen any human beings who is free from desires? Near that we saw in the motherhood. Human beings have desires, but God has no desire. Divine beings have no desire. Then he told me another thing. Mother was Koushambi. Unbroken chastity, even though she was married. That is another epithet of Durga, in the Chonji. Then, do you know what else? I went to Vrindavan in 1977 and interviewed Swami Saru could you tell me what, what important thing you saw in the mother? He said, Niroviman, egoless. All human beings have egos. But she did not have an ego. God does not have an ego. God does not come and tell, I built Santa Barbara City, temple and the Bojo Pacific Ocean, this Rocky Mountain. No. <laughs> he does not come and beat the drum that I did this, I did that. God is egoless. Divine beings have no ego. Then I interviewed in nineteen eighty-two. Shami Shatto in Banaras. Mother's disciple, tell me, what have you seen in mother? kotha bolte Mother never used. Heart-ranging words to hurt people. She never hurt people. You see, we make friends, we make enemies through words, through behavior, through dealings. We are not born with friends and enemies. We make friends, we make enemies. That we saw in the mother. Vajahata Shatru. Free from enemies. <clears throat> then he told a very interesting story <clears> they <throat> you know that not in that connection he told that suppose she gave some money to somebody to do some shopping for her and she, the person did not return the change, then she would say my son, do you need some more money for shopping? Yeah. she did not say hey, I gave you money, you did not change the return the wish, you know, she did not go to school, but Strong common sense, the way she used her words. Then Swami Vishuddha ji made him mother's disciple. She, he used to say, I gave a new name to Holy Mother. Gunji Bhanga Barrier-breaking mother. Well, what does he mean? She is John's mother and she is Jack's mother. John's mother thinks John came from my body, my son, I possess. Jack's mother thinks Jack came from my body, my son, I possess. When John is sick, Jack's mother does not feel much. When Jack is sick, John's mother does not feel much. <laughs> Just see, limitation. Your love, your feeling for your son is limited. So Holy Mother is unlimited. Unlimited. Holy Mother sees John, Jack, John's mother, Jack's mother, all these human beings came, came from my cosmic body. I am the universal mother. That he used to say. He further told another very interesting story. You know, somebody asked him, "Mother, who is greater, Holy Mother or Sri Ramakrishna? He smiled and said, I don't know, but this much I can tell you who Sri Ramakrishna worshipped Holy Mother. <laughs> <laughs> you see, in India, wife worships husband, but husband never worships the wife. <clears throat> Anyhow, so, then he said, all of you we, we know that Shoroshi Puja, Sri Ramakrishna worshipped Holy Mother as the Divine being, divine goddess, Tripura-sundari, Shorashi. It is Holy Mother who first started Ramakrishna worship before the Ramakrishna order came into existence. She, she took a picture of Holy Mother in the, in the Navad and just started to worship. One day, Sri Ramakrishna came there and said, Hello, what are you doing? Oh, you are worshipped by picture. Then he took the same picture and took some flowers and worshipped himself. <laughs> then he said, in the future, this picture will be worshipped in many homes. Ghore puja habi. That is Ramakrishna's exact words. And that picture is now still in Udbodhan. Holy Mother used to carry it. And we made, we copied from that picture, then John hence our gives these vice passage and reproduce it, that picture we sell. That is the second generation. <coughs> Anyhow, then what happened? Then Swami Vishuddhananda said Siram Krishna saw Holy Mother from three angles. And Holy Mother also saw Sri Krishna from three angles. Sri Krishna says she is my wife. She is my disciple. And she is my chosen deity, Divine Mother. And Holy Mother sees Sri Ramakrishna from three angles. He is my husband. He is my guru. He is my chosen deity. Then the Swami said, you know, in other incarnations, Shakti is neglected, humiliated. Look at Rama Incarnation. Sheeta was banished and Sheeta suffered so much. In Krishna incarnation, Radha was separated from Krishna and all these things we know how much suffering pain she had to go through. But in Ramakrishna incarnation, Shakti was worshipped. Was he, was respected. And Sri Ramakrishna worshipped, priest, the motherhood of God. <laughs> Very interesting. It is extremely difficult to understand the divinity of a, <coughs> on true nature of the divine beings. If the God does not like to reveal himself or herself, the divine mother, we cannot recognize them. See, Ramakrishna used to cheese Holy Mother. She is a cat covered with ashes. Nobody can recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> Once a man came from Bangladesh, Burishal, and said, Swami Sharadananda, I believe Ramakrishna was an incarnation of God, but I don't believe Holy Mother is the goddess. Then Sharadananda said, then you do not have faith in the, in, in Ramakrishna. No, 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 I, how do you know? Well, I see Sri Ramakrishna in Samadhi off and on, but we do not see those kinds of things in Holy Mother. Then Swami said, it is a very funny Bengali expression. Do you think Sri Ramakrishna married a Guchekuru nirme? In India, sometimes in poor villages, some poor women collect cow dung from the field and they make patches. On the ground or on the, on the wall. And they dry them. And they, they carry and sell from door to door. Fuel. As a fuel. So, do you think that Sri Ramakrishna married a daughter of a poor woman who makes her living by selling cow dung patches? And he said, you were right. Swami, I got back my faith. <laughs> In spiritual life, doubt is a demon. Sri Ramakrishna came in this age to kill that demon. If in Rama incarnation he killed Ravana, in Krishna incarnation he killed Kamsha, Ramakrishna did not kill anybody. But he killed the greatest demon who one can think of. That is doubt. Doubt. When you read the Gospel of Ramakrishna, when you read Holy Mother's books, doubt does not come. Very amazing. <laughs> that is the reason Swamiji says, Shamshaya Rakshasha Nashaya Mahastram. Oh Master, you are born in this age to destroy the demon of doubt. <clears throat> The devotee asked, Mother, why can't we comprehend that you are the Divine Mother, Holy Mother? How can everyone recognize divinity, my child? Big diamond at a bathing hut, you know, is there. People go there and rub their heels to smoothen it in the village. So only a diamond seller knows the value of the diamond, not these ordinary people. Why should I read this book? Because we need a role model. Look, a woman's life goes through four stages. Daughter, sister, wife, mother. She demonstrated all four places she is ideal. Ideal daughter, ideal sister, ideal wife, ideal mother. We need a role model. Moreover, gentleness and modesty can conquer the hearts of the cruel as well as the kind. There is nothing in this world that gentleness cannot conquer. So great gentleness is the powerful virtue that we see in mother. Very mridu, very gentle, modest, very shy. (laughs) Moreover, Do you know what are the human problems? All these human beings have two basic problems. First, delusion, confusion. We do not know what is right, what is wrong. Sometimes we get confused. We cannot make right decision. Second, fear. These are the two basic problems Orjuna had. Krishna removed those basic problems through the Bhagavad Gita. That we find. When you reach Ramakrishna and Holy Mother, you will see these basic problems are gone. You see, human beings are nourished by three things. Watch. Faith, hope, and love. That when we find Holy Mother's life, you will find three things. Faith, hope, and love. I'm just telling you, when you will read this book, you will know, but I'm just telling you what is behind this book. Faith, hope, and love. I tried to depict her sufferings, trials, and tribulations vividly from her own words. Her life is practical. With, I sometimes, do you know what did I do? I didn't rephrase. When her words came, I exactly translated as it is, so that you get the fresh, her exact, direct words. One day Sri Ramakrishna asked Jogarnanda, what do you think of me? Sir, you are neither a monk nor a householder. What a great truth you have said. God is neither a monk nor a householder. Same thing, Holy Mother is neither a householder nor a nun. You cannot put any stamp on these divine beings. Why should we read this book? (coughs) I in my introduction, I, I shall read a little bit in my preface. Holy Mother's simple and pure life <coughs> inspires us. Her modesty and humility overwhelms us. Her love and compassion conquer our hearts. Her struggle and suffering strengthen us to face all ordeals and crises of life. Her contentment and indifference to poverty make us ashamed when we complain and become disgruntled over small things. Her forbearance and acceptance of various ailments, <coughs> dysentery, malaria, rheumatism, calazar encourage us to endure our illness silently. Her grace and forgiveness convey her divinity to us. Her truthfulness and steadiness convince us that we can rely on her. Her common sense and presence of mind show us how to pra- how to be practical. Her unselfish service and complete self-surrender are models for our own lives. She demonstrated the highest truths of Vedanta, and her daily life and harmoniously re- how hmm? Vedanta in her daily life and harmoniously reconcile the contemplative with the active life. The Mother's Divine Life is a beacon for lost and weary souls in this world. Her life and her message help the downtrodden and depressed as well as those who have lost hope in trying to find meaning in life. Innumerable people are receiving peace and bliss, solace and succor from our simple life and practical teachings. As I said, we need a referring role model, Referring to these great souls, Jul Mishle wrote in the Bible of Humanity, man, man must rest, get his breath, refresh himself as the great living wells, which keep the freshness of the eternal. Those things I wrote in the preface, anyhow. <coughs> Actually, that is my introduction. <laughs> Now I shall put some, I shall give you some highlights. sharda Devi was born in 1853, died in 1920 at the age of 67. <coughs> she was born in Jairambati, which is mm, 64 miles northwest of Calcutta. Her father was a devout Brahmin, very poor. They had a little land, and her father used to do some, officially some, as a priest, do some rituals from home to home and make a major little money. So, Krishna says, my life, my birth is divine. My action is divine. Her birth is a divine birth. How? Her mother was coming from her mother's village, that's a shio. To Jarambati, one and a half miles distance. On the way, she felt some urge and sat under a tree and a little girl of eight years came down from the tree and embraced her and said, here I come. That is the way she became pregnant. Her father was in Calcutta. She said, that is the way I was born. You know, we talk about virgin birth of Jesus. Ramakrishna's birth also similar. Ramakrishna's father was in Goya, 300 miles. Vishnu appeared before him, I want to be born as your son. Lord, don't. We are poor. We cannot afford to take care of you. I like to be born as your son. And from the Shiva temple, a light came and entered the womb of Chandramani. That is the way she was conceived. Divine birth. And action also is divine. Do you know how do you understand divine, divine action? Zero selfishness. Zero selfishness. Whatever they do, they do for others. Nothing for themselves. That is the way you evaluate spirituality. She was married when she was Five years, five years, five months old. It is a kind of betrothal. Child marriage was at that time in vogue in India. Sri Ramakrishna was 24. After the marriage, she went to her father's home. When she became 18, she went to Dukshinishwa to see Sri Ramakrishna. Rumor ri- 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 spread in the village. Oh, Ramakrishna is, has gone crazy. She moves around naked and shouts, ma, ma, ma. All this village gossip came, and it was hard for her to digest those things. I want to see by myself, my husband. So she went with her father, walking 64 miles barefoot, crossing five rivers. You know, I I was born and brought up in a very remote village. So I know village life very well. Do you know what? They walk 15, 20 miles. Then they halt in a roadside inn. They bat in the pond and dry the cloth on their body. Women, and she never used any in, in, in blouse or petticoat. Only one shadi. One shadi. Very hostile, very, very hard life. I mentioned in the in room, what did she carry Later some rice and some molasses and some proofs, carried a few money, coin, and a bundle, and extra cloth and extra towel, walking 64 miles, barefoot, no umbrella, in sun, in rain. You know, sometimes I visualize, you see, now within two and a half hours we can go to Jarambaji by car from Calcutta. What a life she had. Anyhow, so she came to Dokshineshwar. Sidama Krishna, she had two fears in her minds. My husband had become crazy, and she he will reject me. He will reject me, because he is a monk, I am his wife. She arrived in Dokshineshwar at 9 o'clock at night. Ramakrishna said, o he called his nephew. She is coming. This is the first time. Did she consult the almanac? Did she start her journey in an auspicious time? She overheard it. He, my husband is not crazy. She care, he cares for me. Then, the moment she entered the room, you have come very well. Then she thought that, I am welcome. Spread a mat for her. Sri Ramakrishna Ji, not have any furniture. So on the floor, they put a mat, she sat. The moment Sri Krishna heard that she was not well, she had fever, malaria fever. She was shaky with fever in Bhaji. She entered her husband's room. Oh... You have come so late. If Motur was were alive, she, he would take care of you. All right, please stay. Then, at that time, ten o'clock, no food. His nephew brought some paparazzi. She ate some paparazzi and drank some Ganges water. Then she said, now let me go. Go means, go to the Nahabad, the concert tower where Sri Ramakrishna's mother was living. It was 198." 1872, March. So, oh, no, 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 don't go there. Stay in my room. There it will be difficult for the doctor to go. Stay in my room. They made a brave bet for her on the floor and her attendant, uh, another woman. Then while lying down, she was thinking, my husband is not crazy. He is a loving and caring person and I am not rejected. Even a woman can forbear many things, but when the husband rejects it it is very, very heart-ranging, painful. That we find in Sri Ramakrishna and Holy Mother. You know, they are married 27 years, but they live together only 10 years. But, he demonstrated what is called ideal marriage. Not a single day I had fight. <laughs> I remember one of my doctor friends used to ask me. I was in the hospital in Calcutta. So he was asking, he was telling me, Hello, holy man, do you know what is called marriage life? I'm going to have no experience. <laughs> then he was telling me, the first year, husband speaks, wife listens. And the second year, wife speaks and the husband listens. And the tiger both speaks and the neighbors listen. <laughs> 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 They're just going to life. He was so funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wrote six chapters when we we, had life with Sri Ramakrishna, in details, all the information. I just gave you a little glimpse of Sri Ramakrishna's and their first encounter after marriage. It is beautiful. The love, understanding. One day there was a little misunderstanding. She bought a lot of vegetables. Many Djiboutis are coming, she wished to cook. Holy Mother, Sri Ramakrishna says, Why did you buy so much vegetables? I did not buy for myself. Your devotees come, I cook for them. No. You could easily get those vegetables from the temple. The temple people are not supposed to supply those things. All right. Saying so, Mother left. Then Sri Ramakrishna was very much concerned. She must be mad at me. <laughs> Shh. She sent Ramla, Ramla, please come down your ranch. Otherwise, if she's angry, my, all my spiritual illumination will disappear. You know, I sometimes tell the married people, don't make Shokti angry. <laughs> don't make wife angry. There will be no peace in that home. If the wife is angry, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Sri Ramakrishna <clears throat> took care of her very well, even thinking about her future, saved some money with Balaram's, uh, well, uh stage so that every month she will get some interest after his passing away. And then Sri Ramakrishna died in 1886. She left for pilgrimage in Vrindavan, Practice sadhana, austerity there. Then, her life began. Came to Kamarpukur. Sri Ramakrishna said, I have a cottage. You will stay there. And you have some land. You will get some rice. Grow some vegetables and spinach. That will take care of it. And take care of her family, Jiji. That she did. Later on, you will have to understand, she was 35 years old, single woman. In a village, with some, prashanna, one lady, they used to come and somebody would sleep with her at night. And, moreover, she broke this, our custom. Do you know what is the custom? If you are a widow, you will have to shave your head. You cannot have any jewelry. You have only white cloth. You will have to eat one meal a day. Very austere, like a nun's, very rigorous nun's life. (coughs) Oof, Hindu widow at that time. Then you cannot marry. So all these things, so you can understand, and she has no money. So hard austerity, so later she moved to Jairambati. It is four miles from Kamarapukur, Jirama Krishna's birthplace. She stayed with her mother and her brothers. She was the oldest child, of course. <clears throat> then journey began she started to give initiation disciples came and some western women Mrs. Oli Bull Miss McLeod Sister Nivedita all came one after another they, how did she would communicate with these western women she doesn't know English she learned how to read and write Bengali But, you know, very amazing. I recently translated in one chapter of this book is Ministry Through Correspondence. She wrote 361 letters. She dictated one, two letters we may consider she wrote herself. Amazing. Anybody gives anything she will recognize, she will, she will acknowledge. Strong common sense, courtesy, politeness. Amazing person, really. There are so many things to learn, I can tell you, in this book. Yeah, She asked, Sister Nivedita, What is your name? My name is Miss Margaret Elizabeth Noble. Oh, my child, I cannot pronounce such a big name. <laughs> I shall call you Cookie. <laughs> Cookie means little girl. That is good. Mother, call me cookie, cookie, cookie. Mother, you are our mother, Kali. Oh no, I don't like to be Kali. Kali means, (laughs) you'll have to stick out your tongue. (laughs) Mother, no, 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 you'll not just stick out your tongue, just you are our Kali. You are our divine mother. Do you know what we learn from the mother? want two things if you really want fulfillment in your life krishna told the gopis love and sad look at the trees they give fruits flowers even when they die they give the firewood the tree never eats their own fruits So if you want fulfillment in your life, love and sorrow. That we find in Holy Mother. How to love? We do not know how to love. Do you know what Swami says about love? Love is a triangle. The first angle of love triangle is love knows no fear. Where there is fear, there cannot be any love. The second angle of the love triangle is Love knows no bargain. I shall give you one million dollar. Will you love me? Love cannot be sold, cannot be bought. No way. Third angle of the love triangle is love for love's sake. You love to see the moon. You do not pay anything to moon and moon does not demand anything from you. (laughs) That is love for love's sake. We love. The beauty of Sanjabarbara. It is for love, for love's sake. When Calcutta devotees would come to Jairambati, remote village, she used to go in the, in the late hours of night to a remote. There is no market there. No shop. So she used to go to a neighboring village to gather some, collect some vegetables. In the morning, she would go to her village and asking some milk so that she can make some tea for the Kalkata devotees. In village, village, no, nobody drinks tea. <laughs> now, Paras they <do. laughs> Very, she always tried to make people comfortable. Swami road told a very fascinating story. One midnight, she saw somebody was moving in the courtyard with the Kirushin Lantern. He found that it was Holy Mother. She was picking some broken glasses, pieces and slates from the courtyard. Mother, what are you doing? We can do that thing. Oh no, I have almost finished. Mother, what are you doing? My son, let me tell you, some devotees came from Calcutta with their children, and they go move around barefooted, and if their feet are cut, I shall get pain. For the reason I am trying to clear the coach here. You know, it is not a show. Do you know how do I understand love? Feeling. Do you really feel? Deep feeling comes out of love. I compared in the beginning, I mentioned, to me Sri Ramakrishna is just like Solid ice in the Himalayas. And Holy Mother is that melted ice flowing as the Ganges, 1,600 miles from Gangotri to Gangasagar. Human civilization develops on the banks of the river. If you read the history of the world, Chinese civilization, Yan Sikiang, Huang Ho, Egyptian civilization on the bank of the Nile, Mississippi, Missouri, in the Midwest. All great civilizations are born on the banks of the river. Indian civilization, Brahmaputra, Sindh, Ganges, Tigris, Euphrates. These are the greatest rivers, best rivers in the world. So, Ganges, mothers, is giving this nourishment, prosperity to human beings. In Calcutta, many gracious actresses of gracious theatre also would come and Holy Mother used to encourage them and went to see the theatre also. And Holy Mother's caretakers, Shami Yogananda, if you see the disciples' love for the mother, unthinkable. Sri Ramakrishna told her, I am leaving some... your mother complain that you have no children, but I am going to leave some children... Who will look after you? Bibikananda, Brahmananda, Saradananda, these disciples, how they respected Shama, Holy Mother. Shamiji said to the devotees, don't touch her feet. Bow down from a distance. Do you know why? The moment you touch her feet, she will suck all of your sins and she will suffer. That is the Holy Mother. She has a tremendous power to make people pure. It happened in Jarambati, a cook, you know, warm, touched some kind of dog's filth on the on the road. And she said, Mother, I am very impure, I am going to take bath in wintertime. Oh, no, 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 don't take bath. Just wash your feet and change the cloth. Oh, no, I will not be pure enough. Well, sprinkle some Ganges water. Oh, no, I will not be pure enough. Do you know what did she say? Touch me. Touch me. If you touch me, you will be pure. She was the embodiment of purity. Amazing. (laughs) How Sarudananda, Yogananda, Yogananda would, when Holy Mother, she will not touch, when Holy Mother leave the place, he will touch that spot and bow down to the mother. Sarudananda used to protect mother some crazy people which come and want to see her. She, he stopped. These people elbowed him and went to see mother. And while coming down, apologized. No, 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 you don't have to apologize. One needs that kind of longing, yearning to see the mother. He, did it. he fell down. This person elbowed him down. But you have seen the mother. That I'm very happy. You know, when we read these stories, we, think. Mother used to say, Prithibirma to Shodjugun Chai. One should have patience like the Mother Earth. You will really learn how to be patient. How to be forbearing. Loving. And I think in this book you will find that how her own brothers and nephews and nieces are Gave so much trouble to her. But you see, Radhu, that posthumous daughter of her brother, the youngest brother, was Jogumaya. Her mind was so pure, it was flying up. Wanted to merge in, in Brahman. But she had a mission to fulfill. For that reason, Siddham Krishna says, hold on this girl and just stay in this world. You see, if you do not have maya, do you know what will happen? You will go into samadhi. I remember one of my disciples said, Swami, I want samadhi. Uncle, if you want samadhi, you need a ridha to hold on. Otherwise, you will fall. You will break your hand, you will break your tooth. <laughs> Before samadhi, you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Radu was born in 1900. Holy Mother died in 1920. Actually, Radu died in 1940. So, these 20 years, this girl brought her mind down to the earth so that she can fulfill her mission. I mentioned in the very beginning that you can be very mad at Radu or his brother Kali, that how they gave her trouble, But they are doing it. Their role in the divine drama of Shaharaja Devi. You see, if you want to make a drama, all good people cannot make a drama. Or all bad people cannot make a drama. You need, it is a, it is a friction between the good and evil. That is the way drama comes. Like Cinderella syndrome. The moment Cinderella's grand, stepmother is mad and nasty and disgusting to Cinderella, all of our attention goes to Cinderella. That is the way it goes. We need good and evil. So what did she do? She put all the devotees and the disciples in the good role. And her own people, nephews, nieces, and, <laughs> and sisters-in-law and brothers in the bad role. So you can see the, how the friction goes. Very interesting. I remember Sami Shattva Sharupananda told me, Saradananda gave a new mosquito carton to Holy Mother. So that she can use it in Jairambati, from Calcutta. She had two homes, in Calcutta and Jairambati. Previously, she had no homes. It is the made all those homes for her, so that she can have her own freedom. <coughs> so what happened? These two disciples, mother's attendants, came to Jairambati, and they could not find the mosquito garden. Meanwhile, her brother came and said, sister, I want this mosquito curtain. He/she took it. He took it away. So the <coughs> Swami says, "Mother, where is the mosquito curtain?" Well, Kali took it. Took it away. <coughs> Mother, it is not right. Swami Charan gave to you. He did not use a single day. My son, what to do? Then you just set my old mosquito curtain. So they would just said, "Meanwhile." Kali mama, uncle Kali was coming again to see what my sister brought from Calcutta. They, she will take it away. <coughs> so, they, these two monks grabbed him on the courtyard. You took away the mosquito and Please return. No, my sister gave to me. No, he. you took it away. Then he <coughs> began to shout, <coughs> Sister, your two disciples are going to kill me. He was shouted, The Holy Mother rushed in the courtyard. Then he ran away in his room and locked it. And Holy Mother scolded his disciples. You are monks. Be detached. Let him take it. Anyhow, all these nasty stories you will hear. Don't be mad at them, but they are acting roles very well. <laughs> She travelled eight stage. <clears throat> you know, she went for pilgrimage in North India, in South India, in West India. <clears throat> mother as a guru. Actually he acted three roles mother, guru and goddess. One disciple <clears throat> was not getting any experience. They came and said, Mother, take back your mantra. <coughs> Mother said, oh, No, no, no. I shall do everything for you. You will not have to do anything for, from now. Does that mean, Mother, that I am going to hell? Holy Mother said, Why, what do you mean? You are my child. How can you go to hell? Those who are my children are ready are really free, even the providence has no power to send my children to hell. Be at rest, entrusting your resort, responsibility to me, and always remember that someone stands behind you, and you and will come at the last moment to lead you to the eternal abode. Some chapters are very favorite to me. Untold the stories of Jarambhati. Do you know what did I do? I am telling you one thing. I love to see the daily routine. That is the way I evaluate a person's life. What type of life you are. How do you lead your life? Sometimes I go to somebody's house and I check what are the books they read. <laughs> I shall check your living room. <laughs> <laughs> what are the books you are reading? That is the way I evaluate people. So what happens, you know, <coughs> the I <coughs> told you, what happened, the I mean, routine I was talking about. I found that our four disciples gave routine. Mentioned the Jorambaji, how she led the life, what time she got up, meditated, what did you do. So I put four accounts there. So that you can give a get a complete picture. Same thing in Calcutta, Udbodhan house. Her routine. How did worship? How she wiped out the face of Sri Ramakrishna before worship with a soft napkin? How she put a sandalwood paste on the, on the, on the forehead? You can, do you know what the way it was there? As if you are witnessing. Mother is worshipping. You were there. You, you will be present in that way. That way you will find many, many vivid things in this book. One well, I remember, I first went to Jordan, but I think in 1961 or sixty two during Durga Puja time, I still remember, no, no running water, no electricity. Shami paramesh He was a disciple of Mother. <clears throat> mother was suffering from dysentery. In village, they drink this water from a pond, same pond they bathe, same pond they wash their clothes, then same water they use it for drinking. In any season, it, you, will, you will get dysentery. Anyhow, she had dysentery, so... Swami the went to Amodha River. Do you know what do they do? From the river band, in the ocean also, in the beach also you will find, you remove the water, you know, sand, then some water comes from below. So he was taking from that water and put in a pitcher and brought her Holy Mother for drinking. Because that is a very pure water. First day she brought, the distance between the Amodha River to, to in more than half a mile, something like that. So Holy Mother said, My son, don't bring water anymore. No, Mother, I I shall bring for you. No! All villagers t- drink that Banerjee tank's water, that will be enough for me. Second day again she, he brought, again so mother was mad at him. I am a guru, I am asking you not to do it. Why do you bring that water? He did not obey. Third day again he brought water. Then mother again became mad. Then the Swami replied, mother, I go to, the, I go there for bath and I shall bring water. If we drink it, fine. If we don't drink it, fine. I don't care. Mother said, my son, that water was really helping me. But do you know why, why I forbade you? Because you will have to carry a big pitcher of water such a long distance. That is the reason I am asking you not to bring water. Amazing. I remember when in 1959, just before joining, I went to Banaras and I met a Swami. Holy Premananda. Mother's disciple. The local people, village. So, Radhu, Holy Mother's niece, was not well. So, Holy Mother took her to Bankura. There was a doctor, Mother's disciple, named Maheshwarananda. I met him also. So that Mahesharananda <coughs> brought, um, Mahesharananda was a homeopathic doctor. So mother took Radhu there for treatment. And it was evening, Radhu was lying down on the floor. Mother was seated on a stool. And mother had arthritis in the feet, you know, pain. So this young monk was rubbing her feet with medicated oil. And while rubbing he was thinking, Ish, he's an old lady look, all wrinkled skin, all veins are visible, shh and people call her divine mother <laughs> that he was thinking. He was in his teens, late teens, young man. Rubbing water while and thinking. Mm. All of a sudden he saw that feet began to change. Very well developed, fleshy feet. All wrinkles gone. All veins are cleared up. What is the, the matter? Is, my, is there anything wrong in my eyes? So he looked at the mother's face and saw she's not there. It is four-handed Jagadhatri, divine mother, was seated on a stool. Seeing the mother's face, he fell down on the floor. Lost consciousness. Then mother after a while said, Oh Hori Kiyolo, Ohori go, my son, Hori, what happened? Get up, get up. See again he got up and saw again that old lady seated <laughs> in front of us in front of him. Amazing. This one chapter is there I showed the divinity of the Holy Mother, how many ways, Kali, Jagadathri, Bhagala, how many divine forms she took. And then, human aspect of the Divine Mother. You will see side by side. Bharata Maharaj one day asked him, Mother, I said, do you think, do you think about your true nature time to time? Well, I do. At that time, I think, I, what am I doing? I'm making chapati here. <laughs> the roll, you know, the bread. Joe, they make chapati, flat bread, Is that like tortilla. <laughs> well, I, what am I doing? Again, I bring my mind, again, I see the devotees, again, and my mind comes out. You see, in the jig, in the, in the Greek mythology, there is a called Jacob's Ladder. That ladder is connected to heaven and earth. Holding that ladder, you can stay in the heaven, and also you can stay in the earth. You can go back and forth. So Sri Ramakrishna's life, Holy Mother's life are like Jacob's Ladder. You can stay in this world, you can stay in heaven. I remember I met the Swami and said, Mother, I have no peace of mind. What can I do? Repeat mantra. I did. It doesn't work. Meditate. It doesn't work. Pray. Did. It doesn't work. This monk was very, very learned. Do you know what did holy mother say? Hey, Baba, my son, is it necessary to repeat twenty times to a gentleman? If you say once, that is enough. Say Sri Ramakrishna once. That's enough. But you must have to say, from your bottom of your heart. <clears throat> Holy mother said to a disciple, do not fear my child. Always remember that the master is behind you. I am always with you as long as you remember me, your mother. You should, why should you be frightened? The master said to me, at the end of their life, I shall Certainly liberate those who come to you. What was his last message? She told to a devotee, My child, if you want peace of mind, do not find fault in others. See your own faults. Learn to make the world your own. No one is a stranger, my child. The whole world is your own. That was her last message. I remember one day gulapma was telling holy mother mother she was shouting gulap what is the matter mother it is useless to say anything to you because you do not see fault in others why should i complain mother said my gulap if one person does not fault in others see fault in others the world is not going to collapse if I do not see fault in others, the world is not going to collapse. Oh, the, everybody listens to you, but nobody cares for me. Nobody obeys me. It is your home. No. This home does not belong to me. Udbodhan house. This um, belongs to my children, the monks, and I stay here. If you have any problem, go to Sharadananda. He will deal your problem. You know, such self-effacement, some love, some compassion, we feel that Mother can help us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.